They'd gone from total obscurity to smashing records not even the Beatles had achieved. But behind closed doors, everything was about to come tumbling down for One Direction. Welcome to Scandal from Shameless Podcast, the stories of the biggest celebrity controversies revisited. We're back for part two. Back for part two. And guys, I mean, not a spoiler, but this is a jam-packed episode. So much is about to happen. Yeah, so much has happened and so much is about to happen. Let's talk about what we spoke about in our last episode in part one, because we spoke about the incredible and quick rise of One Direction. These were five teen boys from across the UK who were separately pursuing a chance at fame on the X Factor. Mm. And they were told essentially that they were being sent home because they weren't good enough before being brought back together and thrown together in a group. In a group. And it's really interesting to look back and see how quickly that boy band, that group took off. Even though they ended up placing third on the X Factor, One Direction by far became the biggest export to come out of that TV show. Oh, easily. And I think it was the power of their fandom of young women Mm. that really propelled them forward. Now, we left off the last episode at the very start of 2015. By this point, One Direction were one of the most successful boy bands in British history and they had a combined fortune of over £70 million. They also had a multi-million pound merchandising empire that included everything from clothing perfume and two documentaries yeah they'd also just released their fourth studio album aptly titled four and they were on their fourth and biggest headlining tour when things started to unravel for one of their members zane malik zara we are going to rewind to that point it is march 2015 and all is not well in zane malik's life Alrighty, Mitch. So around March 2015, there were a couple of news stories that suggested that things might not actually be okay between Zayn and fiancé Perry Edwards, who you'll remember was in the girl group Little Mix, which was also put together on X Factor. Now, at the start of March, Perry was photographed without her engagement ring. At the time, she explained it by saying she was getting it clean. I feel like that. That's what they all say. That is a tale as old as time. Although I'm just looking at my hand right now. I don't have mine on. Where's yours? All the engagements are. It's getting clean. No, I just forgot to put it on this morning. (laughs) The getting cleaned excuse is like... The ultimate. The ultimate go-to. I don't know how long it takes to get your ring cleaned. It feels a bit sus every time this happens. Well, it only feels sus now that we know what actually did happen. So true. Because a few weeks later, a number of photos actually emerged of Zayn Malik cozying up to a woman in Thailand, a woman who was not Perry Edwards. On March 18, the woman uploaded a photo of herself with Zayn to social media. Now, the image showed Zayn's arm wrapped around her waist. His hand was resting on her belly, I guess, and her hand was on top of his. She captioned the photo, partying with Zayn from One Direction (laughs) last night and added a hard eyes emoji and hashtags saying it was the best night. You could do a full language analysis on this caption, (laughs) but how well can you really know each other if that is your caption? And also... Partying with Zayn from One Direction. Like, just so everybody knows, this person's incredibly famous. We often love to talk about the art of subtlety on this show. It would have been far cooler 
to say, partying with this one last yeah. night or love to catch up with this one. What a night, even. Just what a night. No partying with Zane from One Direction. <laughs> now, another photo also came out showing Zane with someone who looked to be the same woman holding hands on a street in Thailand. Now, on March 19, Zane tweeted in response, I am 22 years old. I love a girl named Perry Edwards. And there's a lot of jealous fucks in this world. I'm sorry for what it looks like. (laughs) Hmm. The woman in the photo, Lauren Richardson, actually spoke to a tabloid, the Daily Star. She said, it was just an innocent picture. Nothing else happened. Only for poor Zane, another interview ran that week, this time in The Sun, with another woman, a Swedish model named Martina Olsen. She told The Sun that she had had sex with Zane when in Thailand. Yeah, the quotes are pretty salacious. Here's a snippet of what she told the tabloid. He didn't mention anything to me about having a fiancé. He was really flirtatious. Mm, Martina said that they first met when she was invited into like the cordoned off VIP section of a nightclub where Zayn was seated. She then said Zayn invited her back to the band's villa to party through the night. There, and yes, sorry, this is getting a little X-rated, but I think you will all want the details because we wanted them. Martina says that Zayn asked her to have a shower with him. The quote then read, straight away when we were in the bathroom, he started kissing me. He picked me up and said, I want you now, and carried me to the bed. Well, there you have it. That's what Martina Olsen told the tabloids. Now, it turned out that Zayn played his last One Direction concert in the middle of all of this on March 18, 2015. A video filmed from the crowd appeared to show him briefly crying. On March 20, One Direction's publicist announced that Zayn would be returning home in the middle of the tour, despite having three concert dates scheduled in Asia that week. The group spokesperson said, Zayn has signed off with stress and is flying back to the UK to recuperate. The band wish him well and will continue with their performances in Manila and Jakarta. Yeah, but then less than a week later, on March 25, 2015, One Direction announced on Facebook that Zayn was leaving the band. We're going to read you the full statement that was posted on Facebook now. It began by saying, after five incredible years, Zayn Malik has decided to leave One Direction. Niall, Harry, Liam and Louie will continue as a four piece and look forward to the forthcoming concerts of their world tour and recording their fifth album due to be released later this year. They then quoted Zayn, who said, My life with One Direction has been more than I ever could have imagined, but after five years, I feel like it is now the right time for me to leave the band. I'd like to apologise to the fans if I've let anyone down, but I have to do what feels right in my heart. I'm leaving because I want to be a normal 22-year-old who is able to relax and have some private time out of the spotlight. I know I have four friends for life in Louis, Liam, Harry and Niall. I know they will continue to be the best band in the world. The statement then quoted One Direction as a band who said, We're really sad to see Zane go, but we totally respect his decision and send him all our love for the future. The past five years have been beyond amazing. We've gone through so much together, so we will always be friends. The four of us will now continue. We're looking forward to recording the new album and seeing all the fans on the next stage of the world tour. God, you can really tell this publicity team was like, mentioned the new album and the tour. And, and like, the fans. Everything's yeah. fine. Everything's continuing as normal. The statement 
statement then quoted Simon Cowell, of course, one of the key people when it came to actually bringing One Direction together. He said, I would like to say thank you to Zayn for everything he has done for One Direction. Since I first met Zayn in 2010, I have grown very, very fond and immensely proud of him. I've seen him grow in confidence and I am truly sorry to see him leave. As for One Direction, fans can rest assured that Niall, Liam, Harry and Louis are hugely excited about the future of the band. You get it though, like you're talking to passionate teenagers who will read through you know, every single word and who will want to know that their favourite band is staying together and that's what they had to keep reminding them. Now, as you can imagine, though, One Direction's fans took to social media to express their total distress. E! News even put together a list of some of the saddest and most pathetic reactions on Twitter to Zayn leaving. (laughs) Oh, that's so brutal. It was brutal, but some of them were quite funny. (laughs) Now, a lot of people were sort of mourning the future of a band that they had imagined. One person wrote... I've just realised I've never seen One Direction live and now I'll never see Zayn in One Direction live. I have no idea if that makes sense. (laughs) Another wrote, do you realise that there isn't going to be a five years of One Direction celebration where we look back on everything and are so proud of them? What? I don't know. (laughs) Zayn Malik, hashtag One Direction and hashtag always in our hearts, Zayn Malik, all trended worldwide on Twitter within an hour of the announcement that he was leaving. According to The Guardian, there are about four to six tweets per second containing the phrase, I'm crying. People also said that they were crying at school, in their cars, in public, in the bathroom. Many actually also decided to turn on Zayn. I mean, it's it's not that surprising, right? Sure. Zayn's leaving the band. He is ruining the kind of vision I had for the next five years of One Direction. I hate Zayn Malik. Yeah, The Guardian wrote that Tumblr 2 saw an outpouring of misery. One user who described Zayn as her religion wrote in a post that was shared more than 4,000 times. I know your heart just got broken and shattered into a million pieces. It's okay to cry. It's okay to mourn this. (laughs) When you love something so much, it's the utmost horrible thing to have that taken away from you. Another person wrote, the worst day of my entire existence, truly awful. I was meant to die before something this awful happened. (laughs) I I know it is easy. Obviously, we have sort of having a laugh with some of this stuff, but this was how passionate the fans were. Like, this is how passionate people were about this band and how it was their religion. Well, it wasn't just a boy or a man leaving a music group. For a lot of people, it was perhaps the beginning of the end for a community that they had found friendship and love within. Like a lot of these young people found some sense of belonging and safety following One Direction and to see Zayn leave and to see the cracks starting to form maybe made them feel a little lonely or a little anxious as to what their connections online would look like going forward. For sure. And I think they were all smart enough to probably know inherently that if Zayn was out, this might be the beginning of the end, Mm. right? Like how long is this band going to stay together? Now, immediately people started speculating whether or not this would be the end of One Direction as a whole. The Guardian noted that in the past, bands typically didn't continue for long once one of their members had left. The Guardian also noted that, and I quote, while Malik is much loved by teens across the world, he is not the most popular member of One Direction, at least by today's social media standards. He has the fewest Twitter followers with just 14.2 million compared to Harry Styles' 24.1 and is also the least popular on Instagram. He was described in a recent interview as the mysterious one in the band. Yeah. So Zayn was out of the band. And even though he said that the reason he wanted to leave One Direction was because he wanted to be a normal 22 year old and spend and I quote some private time out of the spotlight 
it became clear pretty soon after that maybe that wasn't the truth. Yeah, because in late July, he signed as a solo artist to RCA, another subsidiary of Sony and home to artists like Justin Timberlake. Simon Cowell reportedly helped broker the smooth transition. So it's like, you know, if you really want time out of the spotlight, are you going straight to sign another record deal? Because that's going to keep you in this spotlight. Leaving One Direction also wasn't the only thing that Zayn did in 2015 because it really was the year that his life kind of blew up. A week after he signed as a solo artist, it came out that Zayn had broken up with fiance Perry Edwards and the son was claiming that he dumped her via text message. Yeah. So the question that everyone wanted an answer to was why? Like, why did Zayn leave One Direction if it wasn't to get out of the spotlight? And why was he now leaving Perry Edwards when he had only just declared his love for her globally in March? And were the two things connected? Like, is there a world where those two things can't be connected? I just remember at the time in 2015 thinking that these two things were directly connected. Mm. Like it was too coincidental for him to be leaving the band and his relationship to be blowing up. Like I was like, there's got to be a lot going on. And I think that was the sense universally. Let's actually have a conversation about why Zayn left One Direction and why he left the band in the middle of the tour and see if we can kind of, you know, make some connections ourselves seven years on. Now, it's become clearer in interviews since then that probably the biggest reason Zayn left One Direction is because he was feeling creatively stifled and frustrated by the machine that the band had become. Mm. It sounds as though this feeling had been building in the months leading up to his decision to leave. Producer Julian Bonetta told Rolling Stone later that while the band was working on four their fourth studio album, (laughs) there were, and I quote, some tensions going on. It's tough going through that age, having to spread your wings with so many eyeballs on you, so much money and no break. It was tough for them to carve out their individual manhood, space and point of view while learning how to communicate with each other. Even more than the relationship things that were going on, that was the bigger blanket that was in there every day seeping into the songs. Mm, Bonetta recalled Zayn playing him Pillow Talk and a few other songs for the first time through a 3am fog of cigarette smoke in a hotel room in Japan. The music producer said they were fucking awesome. I know creatively Zayn wasn't getting what he needed from the way the albums were being made on the road. He wanted to lock himself in the studio and take his time being methodical and that just wasn't possible. Bonetta also tried to explain Zayn's decision to leave the band in the middle of the tour. He told Rolling Stone, Zayn was frustrated and wanted to do things outside of the band. It's a lot for a young kid, all those shows. We'd been with them for a bunch of years at this point. It was a matter of when. You just hoped that it would wait until the last album. But it was never going to happen like that. Yeah. Like all the ways that people now look back and talk about his exit, it's like one of them was going to crack. As we have said time and time again, they were doing this for five years. They'd done four tours in five years. They would barely be able to cultivate normal relationships throughout this time. They were stuck together. Five boys who were essentially strangers who were going to try and, I don't know, who would see each other more than they'd see their own families. And recording albums while you were touring. Like they were being worked to the bone and then in the spotlight of all of it. I also think as well... They opted into this life with a lot of naivety that comes with, first of all, never knowing what it's like to be famous or to be in a boy band of this magnitude, but also age. He was 17 when he signed up for this life. It's not all that surprising that five years down the track, a 22-year-old might pause and go, hang on, number one, this isn't what I want to do anymore because the lifestyle isn't what I realised I was opting in for. But also the music's not speaking to me anymore. For sure. The, the pop songs that we were creating, the, the sound of One Direction never really changed all that much. It was still pop. 
And it doesn't sound like Zayn Malik wanted to be in the pop space. And I think at the time I was probably like, oh, what a wank. Like he, you know, this creative... Artistically and creatively is not fulfilled. <laughs> yeah, but I can kind of see at 22 after doing this for five years and you've got ideas that are constantly being knocked back. A thousand percent. And you need to be constantly pushing out this bubblegum pop thing. You're like, fuck this. I want to do what I want to do. Absolutely. Like your ego as well starts to get a bit bigger. Rightly, I would say. Yeah. And you're like, I've got something to offer and it's not being accepted here. Now, since leaving One Direction, Zayn has also spoken about his decision. It does kind of confirm everything that Bonetta was saying, that he didn't like One Direction's music and did want to branch out on his own. It's just that I think he probably shouldn't have said in that statement that he wanted to be a normal 22-year-old. I don't know what he should have said, but it became hard to stomach when he wanted to sign that solo contract. Yeah, I think it's tricky because he would have had a PR team in his ear saying this needs to be the message yeah. for it to be palatable and for it to be safe for the One Direction brand. I think what Zayn really meant was I want to stand on my own two feet. Yes, I want to be my own man. And the PR team came in on top of that and said, that's fine. We're spinning that as I want to be a normal 22-year-old when that's not really what Zayn meant. He meant, I don't want to be one of five. I want to be one of one. Yes. Now, he did his first post-breakup interview with The Fader in November 2015. And he said, there was never any room for me to experiment creatively in the band. If I would sing a hook or a verse slightly R&B or slightly myself, it would always be recorded 50 times until there was a straight version that was pop generic as fuck so they could use that version. <laughs> he also said whenever I would suggest something, it was like it didn't fit us. Mm. He only got a few songwriting credits with One Direction, mostly for small contributions to existing songs. But he told The Fader he spent countless nights writing on a laptop and guitar. That was my therapy outside the band. Yeah, he also spoke about how hard it was selling something that he didn't actually fully believe in. He said, I wasn't 100% behind the music. It wasn't me. It was music that was already given to us and we were told that this is what is going to sell to these people. As much as we were the biggest, most famous boy band in the world, it felt weird. We were told to be happy about something that we weren't happy about. The part of Zayn's original statement about wanting to leave the band due to the pressure of the fame in part maybe was true as well. He did say that knowing everything you do will be passed for subtext is a terrible mindfuck. Yeah, it's a good quote, that one, mm. truthfully. And I think it's actually one that Harry has said over the years that we will touch on in the next episode is like the paranoia mm. that comes with that kind of level of fame at that age of needing to be like this clean cut boy band member who is adored by millions of people. Now, specifically with that quote, he referenced rumours that there were secret romantic relationships going on within the band. While he never said these names explicitly, Harry and Louis were definitely the target of many of these rumours and truthfully still are to this day. Is this the Larry rumours that we're talking about? Yeah. Now, Zane told The Fader... There's no secret relationships going on with any of the band members. It's not funny and it still continues to be quite hard for them. They won't naturally go and put their arms around each other because they are so conscious of this thing that's going on, which is not even true. They won't do that natural behaviour, but it is just the way the fans are. They are so passionate and once they get their head around an idea, that's the way it is regardless of anything. If it wasn't for that passionate, like almost obsession... 
then we wouldn't have the success that we had. So it's so double pronged, hey? They're quite good quotes. In this interview, Zane also talked about why he chose to leave the band in the middle of touring. He said, I guess I just wanted to go home from the beginning. I was always thinking it. I just didn't know when I was going to do it. Then by the time I decided to go, it just felt right on the day. I woke up on that morning, if I'm being completely honest with you, and I was like, I need to go home. I just need to be me now because I've had enough. I was with my little cousin at the time. We were sat in the hotel room and I was just like, should I go home? And he was like, if you want to go home, let's go home. So we left. I think now that I've retrace this again I feel like I was a little unfair to Zane earlier saying well if you didn't want fame why would you sign the single like the single artist solo contract kind of thing the fame that you subscribe to by being in one direction is different different to the kind of fame you can cultivate yourself or kind of put boundaries around for yourself when you are a solo artist like it looks completely different and he has lived out fame in the public eye very differently when he's been by himself. I think that's one thing that I'm learning more and more in this job is I guess the level with which people have control over their own fame. They don't have full control for sure. But if you're a Harry Styles, you definitely have to lean into certain elements of your career to achieve the kind of fame that he's now experiencing. If you want to put a wall up between you and the world, you kind of can. Yeah. Not a full wall. I'll never say that they have full control, but you can actually sort of manage certain parts of it. And I agree with you. Now, Mish, we still haven't got to the bottom of how Perry Edwards fit in all of this kind mm. of stuff. So let's talk about <laughs> it after we hear a word from today's sponsor. All right, so let's talk about how Perry fit in all of this. In the Fader interview that we've been referencing, Zayn sort of dismissed the fact that the breakup with Perry and the rumours around his relationship with Perry was related to him leaving the band. He said, the two things never really coincided in my mind. Obviously, publicly, that's the way it worked because it worked well for the purpose. Them two stories looked good together side by side. Stories came out because we were in Thailand and we were out and about. If we were out in Australia, if we were out in India, the same thing would have happened. It was just a peak where the fame was intrusive and invasive. It wasn't because of that that I left. That was just a contributing factor to everything. I'd already made my mind up before that. Mm. I mean, that quote's a bit vague for me. It doesn't really say that much, hey? I think it's also, dare I say, a bit contradictory. If he's saying it did actually contribute to everything going on. Having troubles with your fiancé and your engagement ending is a massive life thing. He's saying that everything was kind of exploding for him or imploding for him at this time. For sure. He's starting that quote by going, no, not really, and then finishing it by yeah, kind (laughs) of. Yeah, but also I think the other thing to keep in mind is this is November. Mm. This only happened in March that year and he's 22. He probably couldn't even connect the dots himself. And I know that sounds silly, but at that age, I think you probably would be trying to convince yourself that nothing was related. Mm. Probably at this age, I imagine he might have a different perspective. I think the other thing to keep in mind is this interview was in November when all of this has happened in March. He Mm. probably hadn't had enough time to process it himself because in his book Zed, which actually did come out the following year, kind of does sound as though Zane's decision to leave 
did coincide with the end of his relationship with Perry. He wrote in the book, it was March 2015. I'd been in a bad place for a while and I didn't see myself getting out of it unless I made a change. My relationship with my fiance Perry was breaking down. To make matters worse, there were so many crazy stories flying around in the newspapers about us and it felt like such an invasion of privacy. It made me just want to disappear for a while. Yeah, he went on and wrote, I wasn't going to spend another minute doing something which made me ill and which I no longer believed in. I couldn't see that there was anything left for me to give or to gain from staying. The memory of that night is kind of a blur. I was in fucking bits, but I finally came to the realization something I already knew deep down and had known for a long time. I was leaving the band and going home. On top of talking to Fader about the actual leaving the band stuff, Zane also addressed ending his relationship with Perry Edwards. He directly denied rumors that he had left Perry via text message. He told Fader, if you could word it exactly this way, I'd be very appreciative. I have more respect for Perry than to end anything over text message. I love her a lot and I always will. And I would never end our relationship over four years like that. She knows that. I know that. And the public should know that as well. I don't want to explain why or what I did. I just want the public to know I didn't do that. I mean, it's pretty emphatic, right? It's just that in Little Mix's book, Our World, Perry said that Zane did break up with her over text. She said, it was horrible. The worst time of my life. A four-year relationship, two-year engagement ended by a simple text message. Just like that. Even though things in my career were going really well, it was incredibly difficult for me. She also said she had nowhere to live when they split. After I split with my partner out of the blue, I had nowhere to go, which was incredibly stressful. For a while, I had no idea what to do. I reckon they're both a little bit right. I agree. I think what's happened is Zane has texted her saying, we need to have a conversation. It's been extremely clear what that conversation is. Perry's taken that message to be the breakup text. Zane has taken the following conversation in person or over the phone or whatever to be the breakup. Yeah, and it could work in the inverse as well for them to have a big fight and him saying we're actually breaking up and her assuming it was a fight and him sort of reconfirming that news to be like, no, I wasn't lying. We're actually breaking up. Like both of those things can be true for sure. Yeah, it seemed that Zayn moved on very quickly from this relationship as well. In fact, in November 2015, just a few months after his breakup with Perry went public, Us Magazine reported that Zayn had moved on with Victoria's Secret model Gigi Hadid. Now, Gigi had also only recently split from her partner, very high-profile partner, Joe Jonas. Yeah, and in Jan 2016, Gigi even made out with Zayn in his first music video as a solo artist for the single Pillow Talk. Now, to put all of this in a timeline context, it hadn't even been a year since Zayn was engaged to Perry and had left One Direction. This is January. All of that had happened the previous March. Mm, it's quick. Now that we've covered what happened to Zayn, let's talk about how the rest of One Direction picked up the pieces after his departure. So the team finished the team. The band finished (laughs) off the rest of the world tour just as the four of them. And it kind of wasn't long before fans caught a glimpse of some of the internal tensions within them when Louis and Zayn got into a Twitter war just a couple of months after he left. Yeah, this all started when producer Naughty Boy, who had worked on stuff with Zayn, tweeted a super filtered photo of Zayn Malik. Louis then tweeted back, Remember when you were 12 and used to think those Mac filters for your pictures were cool? Ha ha. Some people still do. Ha. (laughs) Is the dumbest literal little tension in the world. Naughty Boy then replied to Louis' tweet saying that he couldn't sing. Louis replied, (laughs) 
Jesus, forgot you were such an in-demand producer. How does it feel to be riding on the back of someone else's career? Zane then replied to Louis, remember when you had a life and stopped making bitchy comments about mine? Yikes. That same month, the band publicly addressed what happened with Zane for the first time and what the future looked like for them as a group. Niall confirmed to fans' relief that they were staying together as a group. He said, the four of us love every part of it and the shows have been great on the tour. We're looking forward to bringing out a new record, going on more tours and stuff, and we're really enjoying it. Yeah, the four remaining band members went on James Corden's Late Late Show in their first post-breakup interview. Of course, it didn't take long for Corden to ask them about Zane. Asked whether they were in touch with him or spoken to him, Louis replied, yeah, there's a bit of back and forth. I think we're on good terms with him. Asked about the Twitter feud, though, Louis smiled and said, I've never been very good at biting my tongue. (laughs) Maybe I get it off my mum. It's just one of those things. Twitter's great for connecting with the fans, but also if you feel like saying something you probably shouldn't, it's also good for that as well, (laughs) or bad in this case. He added that he'd been in touch with Zayn since that Twitter feud and it's all good in the hood. It's all good in the hood. Liam did talk about how they felt when Zayn first announced he was leaving the group as well. He said, at first we were a little bit angry. We were surprised. But I think we all knew the general vibe that Zane was feeling. There were certain parts of this job that Zane loved and certain parts of the job that he didn't. If you don't like your job, you've got to follow your heart sometimes and go where you need to go. There's no argument with that. Yeah, while Liam said the band was disappointed, he also said there were no hard feelings. He said we wish him the best of luck with whatever he gets up to. I can imagine both sides. I can imagine being one of the members of the band being pissed off because it was like, we're all in this together. can also imagine being Zayn and cracking after five years of involvement. For sure. Some weren't so sure if One Direction, though, did wish Zayn the best with his solo (laughs) career. Because in July, that same week that Zayn made headlines for signing that solo artist deal with RCA Records that we've mentioned, the band actually released their first single without him called Drag Me Down. Now, the group was still in the middle of their fourth tour and Liam shocked fans after tweeting, bit of a surprise, (laughs) along a link to the band's song. The timing, along with the fact that the single just appeared out of nowhere, caused Billboard to speculate whether the band was, and they quote, stealing the thunder of its breakaway star. Yeah, the song was the first track from the band's fifth album, Made in the AM, which Billboard flagged was due for release in November. But then in August, shortly after they released the music video for Drag Me Down, One Direction fans freaked out because they announced that they would be going on a hiatus for a year in 2016. E! News reported that the band would be taking an extended hiatus to focus on individual projects, which many speculated marked the beginning of the end for the group. Yeah, sources promised E! News this wasn't the case. One said they are taking a hiatus so they can work on individual projects for a while, but they are not splitting up. They will remain together and plan to work together in the future. They are great friends and fully support one another. They are very aware that they are able to work on their own stuff as well as remain together. This is an exciting time for them creatively (laughs) and as a group. The band eventually responded to reports on Twitter with Niall writing, okay, so lots of rumours going around. We are not splitting up, but we will be taking a well-earned break at some point next year. Louis promised, it is just a break. We're not going anywhere. 
while Liam said there was so much <laughs> more to come. Niall also told Us Magazine in November that they weren't breaking up, but literally taking time out to see our friends and to see our family and reflect what we've done over the last few years. Apparently, Harry was the one to suggest the hiatus. He later told Rolling Stone, I didn't want to exhaust our fan base. If you're short-sighted, you can think, let's just keep touring. But we all thought too much of the group then to let that happen. You realise you're exhausted and you don't want to drain people's belief in you. I mean, that's true, Yeah. but I don't know if he's being that truthful with himself as to why he might have wanted that hiatus as well. Mm. Louis admitted that he was fuming when he found out that his bandmates wanted a break from the band. He later told The Telegraph, I was fucking fuming at first. (laughs) We were working really hard. People have said overworked, but we weren't overworked. That's just what happens when you're a band of that size. So interesting. One Direction released their fifth album as planned in November. That album topped the charts in the UK, but only actually reached number two in the US. Now, of course, number two is still a great accolade, but when you've only been like hitting the top and you've been it, breaking records, it's a loss. It, it feels like a loss. Producers Julian Bonetta and John Ryan told Rolling Stone that after Zayn's departure, it had become clear that Made in the AM would be One Direction's last album before a break of an indeterminate length. Rolling Stone wrote that the album, and I quote, boasts the palpable tug of the end. But to One Direction's credit, that finality is balanced by a strong sense of forever. It's literally the last sentiment they leave their fans on album closer history, singing, baby, don't you know, baby, don't you know, we can live forever. That can't be an accident. No. Now, the group performed at the X Factor finale and did their final televised performance on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve <laughs> on 31 December. Now, that was it. That was absolutely it. In January, Us Weekly wrote that the band's hiatus was actually a permanent split. So it really didn't take long for those rumours to kind of kick up a gear. A source told the publication that the foursome had decided not to renew their recording contract. And after wrapping their tour in October, they all wanted solo careers. And as we now know, the reports were true. That really was the end of One Direction. Yeah, it's become clear since, though, that not everyone in the band felt the same way about that indefinite hiatus. Louis said that he had thought that he had mentally prepared himself for a break, but it actually still really hit him hard. He said, about a week after, I sat there thinking, strike while the iron's hot, but I wasn't ready. I was bitter and angry. I didn't know why we couldn't just carry on. But now, even though I don't fully understand everyone's individual reasons, I respect them. That's so awkward. Well, it feels like Louis never wanted to be his own solo artist and he's very confused looking around saying, hang on, what we're doing now is like the golden version of events. Like this is my everything and it's not everything to his bandmates. And it's also awkward because it's also true. He's sitting there thinking, well, I should strike while the iron's hot, but also I'm tired. Yeah. I'm really tired. Harry said he wanted to finally be able to make decisions for himself. He later told Rolling Stone, I wanted to step up. There were songs I wanted to write and record and not just have it be, here's a demo I wrote. Every decision I've made since I was 16 was made in a democracy. I felt like it was time to make a decision about the future and maybe I shouldn't rely on others. Two very different perspectives, hey? Absolutely. Now, the drama, specifically the drama between Zayn and the rest of the band, 
didn't end when One Direction went their separate ways either. Over the years, we've seen tension between Zayn and various band members play out very, very publicly. Perhaps the most pertinent example of this is between Louis and Zayn, who just cannot see eye to eye. Yeah, 100%. In December 2016, Louis' mum passed away very sadly from leukemia. Now, Louis was actually set to perform in The X Factor just days after, and he did actually go through with the performance, dedicating his first solo song to her. Louis later said that all his bandmates came to see him beforehand, but that Zayn didn't show up. He said, it was just seeing everyone there, Harry, Niall and Liam, that was kind of what I needed that night, the support. So on the other end of the spectrum, it really showed. Yeah, then two years later in 2018, Zayn released a song called Good Years, which everyone thought was about his time at One Direction. It had lyrics like, I close my eyes and see a crowd of a thousand tears. I pray to God I didn't waste all my good years. Right after the song was released, Louis tweeted, proper confused, what a hypocrite. <laughs> Louis is so messy he is it's kind of funny i kind of don't mind it either yeah and to be honest louis knows he's messy a few years ago he told metro that he didn't feel ready to decide whether he could actually forgive zane for everything he'd done he said i just don't think i'm mature enough even in my own head to give that a real answer the moment i'm still pretty mad about the whole thing I don't think Zayn handled it very well, but never say never. Who knows? He chatted a lot of shit in the early days. I thought One Direction was pretty good. <laughs> Louis isn't the only person who has had something to say about Zayn Malik over the years. Niall, who I think is generally regarded as the nicest and most diplomatic One Direction member, has also said that he no longer has Zayn's phone number because Zayn was always changing it. He also told British GQ this, as long as I've known him, Zane's been the hardest man to stay in touch with. Then we had a falling out a few years ago. And to be honest, that's just the dynamic. You have people you are friends with and people you are not. I mean, it's true. Now, Liam has also been increasingly outspoken in 2018 when hashtag One Direction Best Fans became the number one trending topic on Twitter worldwide. Liam tweeted about it, but didn't tag Zayn in his post. The following year, in 2019, he told GQ, I think with Zayn's particular exit and the way he chose to go, we haven't really heard from him since he left. He didn't even say goodbye, if I'm being honest. It was a really sordid scenario from our side, certainly. A bit strange. It's difficult. Asked whether he would reach out to Zayn, he admitted it got to a point with me where I wouldn't know where to begin with Zayn. I hope he has good people around him, but I don't at this stage think it's anything the rest of us can solve. Interesting. So the inference is that when Zayn left, he literally decided to leave and didn't say a word to the band. Like who communicated that he was leaving? Because what I get from those quotes is he didn't speak to them about it. I agree it. with that. So he got on a plane. Well, and like, obviously we need to acknowledge he was clearly struggling. So For maybe sure. not behaving in the best way, full stop. It sounds like he left the band without telling the band. Yes, it sounds like he got on a plane and asked other people to tell them that he was leaving. And then he was in another country when he was saying, I'm never coming back. Oh, my God. Now, Zayn himself has continued to publicly distance himself from One Direction and tell the world what a negative experience he had in the band. Over the years, he said that he was never close to Harry, that he didn't make any friends in the band, and that he doesn't have any interest in really keeping up with any of the members. In an interview with Vogue UK, Zane said, there's things that happened and things that were said after I left, snide things, small things that I would never have expected. We went from theatres to arenas to stadiums. There was never any sort of bridge between. Just boom, boom, boom. I guess that kind of 
progression to any mind, but especially when you're 17, 18, it kind of affects you a little bit. People take it different ways, especially when there are five different personalities. The relationships had broken apart. Harry, who has remained relatively quiet about his relationships with other members of One Direction, did tell the Howard Stern Show in 2020 that he didn't blame Zayn for leaving. He said, I don't know if I could say it's something he shouldn't have done. I just didn't feel that way. So it's hard for me to condemn it because I don't, especially in hindsight, looking at it now, the last thing I would have wanted is for him to have stayed there if he didn't want to be there. I don't think Harry wanted to be there. So I reckon when Zayn left, maybe Harry saw that as a green light that maybe it was time for him too. Yeah, I don't know if Harry seemed to have hated it in the same way that Zayn did. But I also think I wouldn't have been surprised if all four of them felt quite similarly at the start. But Harry didn't speak to the media that much or wasn't as messy as Louis. And by the time 2020 rolls around and you actually do have five years Mm. of hindsight, you can say, you know what, why am I going to condemn this? Yeah. Or maybe there was a duality going on. Harry was pissed about how it happened, but also saw an opportunity on the horizon that he had long been preparing himself for. Well, it was only like three or four months between Zayn leaving and the rest of the band deciding to take a hiatus. So I think you could say yes. Both things are true. Yes. Yeah. Now that brings us to where the boys are today. Zayn continued to release music and collaborated with some pretty incredible artists like Taylor Swift and Nicki Minaj. In 2020, he welcomed his daughter Kai with his on-again, off-again girlfriend at the time, Gigi Hadid. There have unfortunately been some real concerns over Zayn's behaviour and well-being in recent years. In 2021, he was accused of hitting Gigi's mum, Yolanda Hadid, in a domestic argument. He initially denied physical violence, but later pleaded guilty to harassing Gigi and her mother after an altercation in his Pennsylvania home. At the end of last year, Zayn was reportedly axed by his record label over concerns about his behaviour. The other four boys have also pursued careers as solo artists. Niall has released relatively big singles like This Town and Slow Hands. Slow Hands was big. I can't in my head hear This Town, which tells me not that big. Yes, and also (laughs) co-founded a golf management company called Modest Golf. Yes, that literally manages golf players. I love it. That is so weird. Liam has worked as both a producer and as a solo recording artist. His debut solo single, Strip That Down, reached number 10 on the US Billboard Hot 100. He also went on to date Cheryl Cole, who, if you remember from last episode, was one of the judges. Mm. Both times Liam was on The X Factor when he auditioned at 14 and then again at 16. Yeah. Some questionable stats there. In 2017, Cheryl gave birth to their first child, a boy named Bear. The couple did break up in 2018, though, after two and a half years together. Louis has also become a father since being in the band. In January 2016, the year that One Direction went on their indefinite hiatus, he welcomed his son Freddie with his ex-girlfriend Brianna Jungworth. For a while, Louis was probably the least successful breakout artist. The Guardian described him, and I quote, as the scrappiest member of One Direction who juggled genres, trying everything from EDM to guitar-led Oasis cosplay. That said, I think... I think the fans have a real soft spot for Louis. Like people seem to really love him, even if he hasn't achieved the same level of success as the other guys. 
Yeah, and I think we can be spectacularly harsh on members of bands who kind of don't go on to do amazing things because it's like, fuck, well, he's still done more in our, his lifetime than any of us. Yes, oh, he's still done incredible yeah, but things. But I think we're, we're very quick to kind of gloss over that. Undoubtedly, and our listeners don't need us to tell them this, the most successful member of One Direction has been Harry Styles. And so we promise to talk all about his absolute meteoric rise to a different level of success post One Direction on the next episode of Scandal, as well as some of the uh, relationships that made the headlines too. The saucy little headlines about Harry Styles. I cannot wait for our third and final episode in this series. We will be talking all about Harry Styles and that will happen next Monday. Yeah, guys, thank you so much to researcher Justine Landers-Hanley for helping us out on this one. Of course, come follow us on all of our social media channels on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you can find us to see some great throwback content. Otherwise, we'll be back in your ears next Monday. See you then. Bye. Shameless Media. This podcast was recorded on Wurundjeri land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.